On Tuesday, two LSU quarterbacks were absent from the Tigers football practice and within 24 hours, each had decided to transfer out of the program. Where does this leave Ed Orgeron and company just two weeks removed from the start of the season? It's August 16th. My name is Connor Tapp and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. LSU quarterbacks Justin McMillan and Lowell Narcisse have each announced plans in the past 24 hours to transfer away from the school, leaving the Tigers with just two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster entering the 2018 season. Joining us now to break it down is Shay Dixon of Go 24-7. Shay, what is known at this point about how McMillan and Narcisse arrived at the decision to transfer? You know, I think that when they entered spring ball, it was those two and Miles Brennan, a, a sophomore who was Danny Etling's backup a year ago. He was a high four-star on 24-7 sports, an Elite 11 finalist, uh, the Mississippi all-time passing leader in high school. Um, so a lot of people thought Brennan had a shot to win the job. Uh, all three quarterbacks sort of went up and down uh, in during the 15 spring practices. Many people thought Justin McMillan, who's a bit older, might have had an edge. And then LSU went out and they signed Joe Burrow, uh, who is or was the top graduate transfer quarterback or maybe even top graduate transfer um, pro, you know, prospect out on the market, the, certainly the most coveted one. Uh, and he winds up at LSU, and, and that immediately shook things up, I think. Many people thought that one of these guys would probably leave in the summer, um, but it ended up both made it into fall camp. And I think people are more surprised, to be honest, with Lowell Narcisse's decision as a, as a redshirt freshman who has spent just a year in the program. Um, but he's come out and said, look, I, I know I was going to play in some Wildcat looks this year, but he's a guy who's come off two ACL injuries as a junior and a senior in high school, took a red shirt last year. So it's been four years since he's seen the field. So he wants to play. He's going to go to Juco uh, this fall uh, to spend a semester and graduate December and pick a new college that he said maybe uses a, a more of a running quarterback and, and his skill set more. McMillan wasn't a big shocker just because if he wasn't going to win the job, uh, I think most people figured him being in the same boat as Burrow. He was a guy who, came in redshirted, graduated in three and a half years, and as a junior now had the option to transfer to another four-year school and be eligible immediately with two years left to play. So instead of waiting behind Burrow and what might have been waiting and still battling with Brennan, he's hitting the road to a a school to be determined that uh, could use his services this year potentially and, and certainly into next year. It would be kind of easy for opposing fan bases to point the finger and say, ha-ha, another pair of LSU quarterbacks transferring. But, I mean, the QB transfer market, I think you'd have to say, has been a net positive for the Tigers this offseason. Is this just not the way the quarterback transfer market kind of works at this point? It is, right? And I think that's a great point because a lot of LSU fans who were bummed out to see two guys transfer uh, also said, look, in, in that same light, of the, you know, as you said, a lot of people chuckle at the, the history of LSU's quarterbacks over the past decade and, and really 15 years. Um, the reality is, is three of their better, at least most efficient quarterbacks were transfers. I mean, you look at Zach Mettenberger, who left Georgia and went to Juco and ended up being a really solid quarterback at LSU. You look at Danny Etling, who beat out Brandon Harris for the job and gave him two years as a starter and ended up getting drafted by the Patriots. And, and now you look at Joe Burrow, who was neck and neck with Dwayne Haskins and has two years to play. There are a lot of high hopes that 
He can really stabilize the position for him. So when you honestly weigh and, and fairly weigh who's been successful as a quarterback at LSU versus who hasn't, the grad transfer market or the transfer market in general has been very kind to LSU. So this leaves only Burrow, newly arrived from Ohio State, and Miles Brennan as the only two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. If both Brennan and Burrow are hurt at the same time, what happens then? Now they're snapping it to a running back at that point. I mean, they don't have – they have a, a walk-on who's now on the third string, and he just got here in the spring. His name's Andre Sale. He had started at, at Tennessee Tech a year ago, played in seven games, um, ultimately had a rough season, uh, got benched and said, um, look, I'm, I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go walk on at LSU. Uh, and his parents had gone to school here. His sister had gone to school here. Uh, I think he viewed it as an opportunity to, to be a part of a big time team and, and call some plays in from the sideline. And that would be the extent of it. But as you mentioned, with two guys leaving in one day and what was already not a deep quarterback room, four guys, uh, that cut in half they're two injuries away from him being on the field, which it would be tough for LSU fans to imagine. So they're going to want to keep uh, certainly Burrow and Brennan as healthy as possible, and that's a lot of pressure on the offensive line. Outside of the transfers, what news has there been on how Brennan's progressed and, and particularly on how Burrow is acclimating to his team, his new team in fall camp here? It's a great question. I've always, and we were at 24-7 Sports, were high on Brennan, higher than most on him. I think he's got one of the best releases of any of the young arms in college football. I think he reminds me um, of sort of an early Jared Goff, uh, kind of the type of quarterback he was leading high school and, and into the early years of his college. So like Goff, he'll put on some weight, and now he's got time to do it. But he can spin it. He can now get um, a little settled in. They threw him right into the fire saying, get ready. You know, we're going to need you to start when Danny Etling leaves. Uh, so last year he played as a true freshman. He got to play against Alabama in the season opener against BYU. And he saw some meaningful minutes and you could tell the stage was, he had some wide eyes and uh, now he's got the time to sit and develop behind a guy like Burrow, who let's be real. Um, people have said, they thought that Burrow should have won the job at Ohio state, or they thought that Haskins should have won the job excuse me, regardless, quite often, and certainly for LSU, uh, Ohio State's second or third quarterback has proven to be better than what most other people have, and LSU will take it. And so I think we're going to see him be very much a game manager in this Stevens Minger offense, the first-year offensive coordinator. He says it's all predicated on a quarterback who's efficient, and Burrow is by far, uh, whether in high school or his time at Ohio State or playing in spring games, um, is the most efficient of the, the quarterbacks on LSU's roster. And, and now him and Brennan were those two top guys in terms of efficiency. So they held on to two guys who can manage a game, who certainly can make some throws. I, I think that for me, um, Burrow's going to have the ball in his hand a lot, and, and they're going to rely on his arm to, to keep the chains moving, more so than we've seen with LSU quarterbacks in the past because they don't have a Darius Geis or a Leonard Fournette or a Jeremy Hill or um, even an Alfred Blue type of player. A lot of these guys, Spencer Ware, that uh, running backs that LSU's had that have gone on to be great college players and, and certainly land on NFL rosters, uh, I'm not sure they have that type of guy in the mix right now, at least not with uh, kind of their age and, and how far along their game is. So expect to see, for better or worse, LSU's going to throw the ball more than you're used to seeing LSU throw the ball. Shay Dixon covers the LSU beat for Go 24-7. You can find him on Twitter, at Shay Dixon. Thanks, Shay. Thanks so much for having me on. 
The Morning Blitz is a daily podcast, so we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning, breaking down the biggest college football stories of the day in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. You can subscribe to The Morning Blitz on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please also consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Hopefully you'll give us a five-star rating, but if you choose to go with fewer than five, be sure to let us know why you did it so we can do our best to make the show better. Thank you.